0: ...down through the department stores and then trickled on down into some tragic casual corner where you no doubt fished it out of some clearance bin. However, that blue represents millions of dollars and countless jobs. And it's sort of comical how you think that you've made a choice that exempts you from the fashion industry when in fact you're wearing a sweater that was selected for you by the people in this room from a pile of stuff. That's right. We're here to talk all things Met Gala. Listen, you know what it was. The theme was people hitting. Let's talk about it. It's a lot to discuss. So let's jump on in. Well, how did we get here? You say, let's journey back in time, back in time to nearly a century ago. Theater producer Irene Lewishon and stage designer Aileen Bernstein devised what would become the foundation of the Met's Costume Institute holdings, a collection of costumes that theater designers could look to for inspiration. By 1948, legendary fashion publicist Eleanor Lampard had launched New York Fashion Week, spearheading that the Costume Institute benefit a midnight supper that would swiftly become the party of the year. It wasn't until 1970, the 1970s, when former Vogue editor-in-chief Diana Veerlin joined the Costume Institute as a consultant. And that launched the event to begin to take shape into what we know today. In 1995, Vogue editor-in-chief, who you now know as Anna Wintour, began to preside over the Met Gala. And it finally moved to its present date, which is the first Monday in um September. The guest list has evolved and it reflects a boundary of stars that push the lengths of fashion, entertainment, and politics, it's supposed to move the needle forward. But we'll get into that. So, I just wanted to give you a brief little synopsis into that. So, this year's theme, as we know it, was what? Americana, in a sense. excuse me, it's supposed to be the first Monday in May, but COVID, things change, you know, blah, blah, blah. So this year's theme was 2021 in America, a lexicon of fashion, right? There were so many things that I think that we, well, I'll speak for me, was excited to see. Because when you think of being in America, a lexicon of fashion, you think of so many iconic fits not just designers but fits in styles in, not just the african-american zeitgeist but in the world you know zeitgeist but strictly american because that's what they want right we have iconic looks you know that go back oh man you know ever since it's just it's crazy the things that we've been able to come together and do um my favorite era of fashion for black people is the 70s Classic, crisp, froze, um, hems, bell bottoms, tight knit patterns, leather, like, lo- lo- th- listen, the seventies, top tier, top tier, but a common thing I kept seeing this year, or I kept seeing from people in general, was where is the culture right? It feels that we um left our culture at home for the approval of white gays, which is weird, the white view or the approval. Now, granted, right, you're hoping that you can work with these people and, you know, you might even um, get a brand deal, a sponsorship deal, which most of us know nine times out of 10, that's not gonna come for many of them. You were used to wear a garment that they will sell and make millions off because you wore it. But I feel like this was a time to remind the world that black people and black culture pushes the needle forward, a few things that I was hoping to see was um box braids froze baby hairs um rings on every finger, and we got a little bit Kirby, you know Kirby definitely gave us the pinky ring very you know very classic look, but in total, I wanted you know rihanna was got halfway there, but it really didn't i you know what I'm saying. But I wanted people to push the limits. And the thing about it was you had time. That's my main thing with with the VMAs, which we'll talk about that on another episode. But with the VMAs and with the the fashion um, Met Gala, it's like you had time. You know what i'm saying and just a few designers um you know can't mention everybody but um a few black american or black designers would be kirby jean raymond romeo hunt telfar clemens of telfar which i was shocked not t- to see people not wear a telfar like i was like oh i know somebody even gonna wear like a telfar dress down to the floor telfar purse something <laughs> it was nothing nothing at all La- laquan smith aurora james Kamaya McIntyre, Carly Cushney, uh, Anifa of Hanifa, that's the brand, Christopher John Rogers, Dapper Dan. And what's crazy is, so I guess depending on where you grew up, that's the vibe that you have. So I even expected maybe somebody to bust out with like a, be creative and like do a fubu or like a jean tux or like really like it was like play with it. Play with the theme. And show people like, yes, we push the culture forward through these brands, right? Fubu, Echo, Peli Peli, Fat Farm, Lux. You could, I I expected someone to even do like a Timberland Hill moment. Remember like when Mariah Carey wore those Timberland Hill Hills or when people was wearing jersey dresses, like Carl Kanai, Jerbo, like it was so many options and it didn't necessarily even have to be because I'm not a person who believes like, oh, you know what, You, you know, it can be black adjacent. And there have been brands that we have picked up and ran with. Remember Aaliyah, Tommy Hilfiger campaign? Like, there were so many nods that could have been made to Black culture that weren't made. And it got me thinking that, what is the real issue here, right? Because every day we have these Black celebrities who push like, oh, Black excellence, Let's support black people. La 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 la. And we'll discuss that later about how this is why I feel like why black why HBCU struggle even though we have so many black famous people. The Met Gala showed you exactly that. Because when given the opportunity to push black culture forward, people just don't do it. They just don't do it. And then if you ever call them to the carpet, they're like, well, don't be judging me about that one moment because I donate this and I do this. And that's not what I'm talking about. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about when the spotlight is on you at this grand moment where all eyes are on you. Cameras flashing. You chose to wear a designer that's not only um, not that wasn't not only not American, non-black. And pushing another brand, another vibe into the stratosphere, and basically saying that black culture is not a part of the lexicon, which it is. You know, if you go listen to our previous episode, The Hype, right? We had all those people, a diverse group of people, right? And who won? A white guy. And that's that's showing you that you might think you know streetwear, but we're gonna show you that this white guy, he's better than you with these basic designs. And that's my issue. See, it all comes full circle. I know sometimes y'all think, you know, what what are we talking about? But you see how it's all coming full circle? It all is coming full circle. I was just hoping that someone, you know, luckily, like I said, Kirby were his own brand. But I was just hoping, like, someone's going to push the needle forward. Someone's going to do this and really show the things that, you know, that we do, the style that we have. You know, the creativeness, you know what I'm saying? And it just didn't happen. And I was shocked to see it. Even something as simple as a t-shirt hair pulled back you know it would have been cool like I said because you can elevate everything you know how girls like to walk around the t-shirt on t-shirt and like boy basketball shorts or whatever you could get somebody to uh to stitch up uh, a wife beater and cut the sides of a um of the basketball shorts and make it like a a skirt like it was so <laughs> You could do some slide-ins, like just everything you could have done. Use your creativeness. Like like what happens as an adult where you get older, where you lose your imagination, right? That's what keeps you young. That's what keeps you fun. But in this moment, when I think about American black culture and the way that we dress and the way that we step out and everything is always very, you know, even like, even there are mornings when I wake up and I go into my closet and I'm like, you know, There's so many options where it's all just very black and very, the way we dress is just, it's like a certain pride and we can all understand it. And the reason that we dress the way that we do or speak the way that we do, and that is a part of the American lexicon. So everybody wants to be like us, whether they admit it or not, because we push things forward. And just when you think you got us figured out, baby, you don't know nothing. And we're going to switch it up on you. Now, side note, you could attend the Met Gala for $30,000. And you know what? We're not going to rag on it because it is for a good cause. Because you know that the Costume Institute is the only department in the Met that has to fund itself. So this is not something where, you know, the rich pop out and it's like, "Mm, I'm here. You not. It really is for a good cause. But what disturbs me is just seeing how many people go up for people who don't care about them. There should have been a parade. Shout out to the black designer who bought a table um, and invited all the unknown, some known unknown designers to sit, you know, to sit at his table and get this moment in the spotlight. Because it to me, and this is just my opinion, you know, what I'm saying people feel how they feel, but it should have been a parade of nonstop known and unknown black designers, black people. And the reason I say black people is because we have to get out of this mindset of thinking that other people that were in their mind where they think of like, yes, this would be a great moment for me who's non-black to wear a black designer. Like some people just don't think like that. They relate to what they relate to. Right. Which is why why black people hang out um on U Street and other people hang out in Georgetown or in Adams Morgan. Right. Or why black people um will find a kickback to hang out in Inglewood. And non-black people will sometimes go down by Santa Monica Pier, right? You see, it's all about what relates to you. So for me, I just expected in this moment, and I don't know why I did, I just thought like, I know my black people are going to bring it. I know it's going to be non-stop black designers, especially coming out of the year we had. And it just seemed like everybody was pressed like a panini to be seen in this, um, this spotlight, you know what I'm saying? There is a shift right now in... Music, fashion, um, and different things. And I can tell you, side note, we won't even go down that. But you see how Lizzo's um rumor song fizzled, like whatever. Yeah, it fizzled cause it's not that great a song. But once in days, that song, that Lizzo song, would have stayed atop the charts, and we'd be wondering like, how is it there? But there's a shift going on right now, which is why Lizzo need to lean into her sexy more. But anyway, that's a whole nother conversation. I just expected black people to lean into black culture and go hard. Cornrows, bo- man, Cornrows, box braids. Box D'Angelo, how does it feel vibe, tattoo, like uh, jean jacket, um, boxer showing, uh, mid drift, um, hoop earrings, like, <sighs> I was just like, I just knew y'all was gonna bring it in a classy way, right? Not saying on no, you know, no city trend, CITI vibes. But definitely I felt like y'all was going to elevate it and show them the culture and y'all just did not do it. So I say all that to say everyone has their own personal choice, but don't pretend that we don't have options because we do. And they're out there and you in your own personal life. Listen, support good support good black business. And just, you know what I'm saying, always push the needle forward, push the culture forward, elevate it so that when people ask you, hey, what's that smell or um, or who cleans your sneakers or um, who d- detailed your car or anything, you can say like, hey, this is this is what it is. This is the people I support because good black businesses exist and there's good black fashion out there. So you're not going to tell me that there isn't. So just think about that for the next time. The next time you are in the spotlight and your following is watching you, show them that, yeah, we can do it just as good, classy, tasteful, elevated, or distasteful. You know, I'm all about, you know, show a little skin, a little, a little, (laughs) you know, so, you know, whatever you want to do, just make sure you're always pushing the needle forward and challenging yourself to support one another, because that's what it's all about, and that's what we're here for. I thank you, as always, for listening to this episode. I hope it got you to think about some things that, you know, that you probably were. You know, we've been talking about this before, and it's nothing new. I'm just tired of Black people leaving their culture at home and then getting on their platforms and telling us that we need to support one another. Because when you have the chance to, you're not doing it. As always, I thank you. Follow Vora Exchange Pod on IG. And until we meet again, take care of yourself and each other. Peace.